Logo Man, Patch Auto, one of one, Luka Doncic. Boom! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. Happy Thursday to you. I am Gary, the host here at Hoops and Cards. We are a community globally of collectors and investors in basketball cards. And I want to thank you for joining us no matter where you are listening or when you're listening. Maybe you're listening to this episode like it's it's February and you're scrolling through all the old episodes trying to get some nuggets of help, help, help with this uh, sports card world. I am here for you. Love to hear where you're at, where you're uh, listening from. Send me a message at Hoops and Cards on Instagram, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Love it. Love the shout outs. Hope you are doing well this week in a season, a time, uh, a period where cards, they have, uh, let's just say the values of cards ain't what they used to be like six, nine, 12, 18 months ago. You are listening at a time when buyers like me, like you, have gotten smarter. They've gotten fewer uh, because some people that were in this for a quick dollar or a quick flip of a box they'd buy at Target for $20, $30 that they thought they could sell for 100 bucks. Hey, I did that once or twice. I'm just saying uh, there used to be a lot of fast money in this hobby and in this uh, side hustle for some of us. In fact, I got in. I got back into this. My story was uh, late 2019. I was like, you know what? I need a hobby that's uh, that that isn't uh, you know totally flushing money down the toilet. I need something fun that I enjoy. I love the NBA, love basketball. I started buying LeBron James cards on eBay for a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, and literally eight weeks later, they were selling on eBay for twenty, twenty-five, thirty dollars. I'm like, this is great. This is the best stock market ever. Uh, and things only continued to go up from there for about the following year, the first year of the pandemic, a lot was going well. But here we are, guys, it's, uh, it's almost 2023. And uh, the, you know, the conversation about are we in a sports market bubble, sports card bubble, uh, comes up every once in a while. And the answer is, we used to be like we were, there was a big jump in card values and in buyers out there and just excitement over the hobby. A lot of that came with the uh, arrival of a player named Zion Williamson and another guy named Ja Morant. And Zion cards were so crazy hot. They, they proclaimed him the greatest thing to come into the NBA since LeBron James. And, you know, maybe it'll wind up being true, but uh, it's been a rocky start for Zion the last few years and a rocky, not start, next chapter for the hobby as uh Things came back to earth. So today I want to talk about, well, let me say, first of all, congrats to Zion and the Pelicans. They are in first place in the Western Conference, and maybe there is some resurgent by Zion vibes going on in your world. Uh, I've certainly had my share of Zions in the watch list, but I have not bought in yet because I have, um, I don't know what the f fear of injury proneness is, F-O-I-P, uh, you know, I few days ago, I was like, man, Anthony Davis looking really good. And then I'm watching the game against Cleveland. Anthony Davis is just getting destroyed on the boards by Jarrett Allen. And it's like, you know, 
Five minutes later, Anthony Davis is slowly walking off the court and into the locker room, and they don't know why. Flu-like symptoms, baby. And part of me is like, yeah, yeah, that's where we live. Like, there's a lot of players that have DNP injury slash illness. And I'm like, all right, Trey Young and half the Hawks. All right. Lots of, lots of players around the league. LeBron last night are, are out or sitting out for a day or two or three. Probably flu, probably COVID. I don't know. But I don't love this feeling when it comes to guys that we've missed for a long time. Kawhi, Damian Lillard, uh, Chris Middleton. Players that, uh, that were sick or were injured and now they're back. And uh, wait, are they? Oh, no, they're out tonight. Oh, they're back? Oh, they're out tonight. Well, part of this for you as a basketball fan, this is like welcome to December. A lot of these NBA guys, when you hear load management, it's not just I'm getting old and I can't play as much. It's I want to be in the best possible condition when the playoffs hit in May. And I, I get I get that. Those nights also give other players on their team a chance to step up, play more, get some more shots, have a different role in the offense. I think it's, you know, as frustrating as it might be for a Sixers fan to say, look, we never get the the, the healthy version of Harden and Embiid and Maxi on the floor at the same time. You are getting some reps where and some games where Shake Milton is playing a lot more and showing what he can do. And maybe that helps you develop some guys that will be in the rotation come, you know, February, March, and April. Paul Reed, uh, I, I think it's fascinating what it's doing for the Pelicans because they are in first, and I don't know how many games they've had CJ, BI, and Zion uh, all healthy at the same time. It can't be that many because they've missed their share of games. But each guy taking turns carrying the load and seeing other players like Trey Murphy the third. Uh, there is one of my low-key prospect buys. But uh, we're, we're in this place in the hobby where there's a lot of uncertainty. And then you throw in injuries and you throw in uh, these strange anomalies. Like, hey, new basketball cards for the Paolo ben Banchero rookie season and the Ben Matherin rookie season. Those aren't even out yet. Like, you might find a Chronicles draft picks box. And I would just, at Walmart, I would just laugh at that and walk away. Like, do not buy, don't settle for El Cheapo. That's what I call it. Like the, like the lowest brand sets uh nba hoops is coming out in early january and and prism draft picks and i'm like no no i'm just telling you as a friend here guys i want to add value and I, and I don't want you to have to learn the hard way like a lot of us have had to you can i mean it's 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 a fun adventure no matter what you do and you, you can pay and say this is a cheap education look i bought all these prism draft pick cards and now i'm stuck with them and they're worth 10 percent what i paid for that like if that's your idea of a fun education have had it um, I'm just trying to tell you the cards with them in their college uniforms are not just that they're, they're not, I would just not, I, I don't even look at them. I pass by them in the 50 cent or the dollar box. They're not worth it unless they're autograph cards from those sets. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about it. Can we, can we move on guys? Are you done with this? Can we drop it? College uniforms, just as far as we know for now. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like, man, is he talking about all the tops Chrome and overtime elite and future NIL deals with card autos. I think some of that remains to be seen. But right now, I'm just saying there's a lot of strange timing in the card market. We're not getting this year's rookies in good cards, decent cards for a while. We've got crazy like World Cup, NFL playoffs, uh, you know, uh, just a lot of other things going on. And uh, it's a hard time to say I made money. In fact, talking to some of the dealers at Saturday's card show, it was like, yeah, this wasn't a great day for me. I'm like, well, I'm, it's, it's, it's a common theme right now. Uh, 
And so today's episode here at Hoops and Cards, I wanted to come at you with five buys. And normally when we do a five buys episode, I'm listing players. Like I'm getting on here, I'm saying, guys, here's the players that I see their, their, their performance on the court. I see what their card market is doing or where they're at. And I get on here and I say, look, if I'm you or if I, I'm, I'm not you, but I'm me and I do have an eBay watch list. I do buy and sell these cards. And often when I recommend a card to you or a player to you, I'm, I've got skin in the game as well. Like I'm buying Anthony Simons right now. I'm just buying him. I bought a Jason Tatum raw Donruss rated rookie on Saturday in a, in a bundle deal that I'm going to send to PSA. It's over there on the counter. It's in a stack going to PSA. I just need to uh, get my right credit card information into my, um, my uh, cart. What do you call it? Like, uh, is that just what you say when you're buying something online? Just put it in your cart. It's just a cart. All right, let's move on. Like, I'm giving you usually lists of five buys that are players. Like, I'm going Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Simons, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum. You know, those are four guys who would probably be on a list. If I did it that week, thank you. You're welcome. Like, I, I could go on and say, you know, here's some cards specifically to buy of those guys. Here's what I see of them in the future. Uh, but you can go to nooffseason.com and get all that content you want. In fact, if you use the promo card Hoops and Cards, over at nooffseason.com, the sports card strategy show their premium content for you. I believe it's a 20% off deal, which is awesome. A lot of you guys are using that, not only to think through who are the top players to go after, but what specific cards, like you get into their premium content. And Paul, uh, dude, you're doing awesome. You're rocking it over there. You're hustling. You are a, uh, an asset to the hobby and to us as sports card collectors and investors. So go over there, check out their premium content, Hoops and Cards promo. Like I can... I can tell you names of players that I think or that I see on the rise. And, uh, and I can say, look, um, there's nothing more fun to me in this hobby than, than saying, look, I spent, I spent a while on Saturday buying up and trading for Anthony Simon's rookie cards. And then that night, dude goes off for 45 points. <laughs> uh, he's for real. Anthony's averaging 25 points a game over his last 10 might be for the entire season now. And uh, with or without Dame, I love Anthony Simons, people. I, I might buy a T-shirt to, to wear on the YouTube stream. We're starting a YouTube live stream or, or uh, video versions of the podcast. You can find us, Hoops and Cards, on YouTube. Um, but today I want to focus not on player names. I want to focus on five buys, five approaches to buying that I think will be profitable. I've seen them be profitable. They're not, they're not things that you can just like plug and play, you, you have to know a little bit about each approach, and that's what I'm here to tell you. So I'm pumped about that. Five buying strategies, five buy approaches, five things to do right now that I would say could be profitable right now in the time where I can't promise you, hey, if you buy that Zion card, hey, look, they're in first place. He's averaging 25 or so a game. He's going to be an all-star, and you're going to be able to sell that card at a 50% profit in four weeks. Like, that could happen, right? It really could. Zion has the big name. But I can't promise you that he's not going to limp off the court tomorrow or he's not going to get flu-like symptoms. Say it with me. Flu-like symptoms. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you what's going to happen with the players, but I can tell you here's some strategies that I have found useful as a buyer and as a seller, sometimes a flipper. We'll see. But I do want to, before we get into the break, here are some don'ts, don't buys, right? I, I hope you have friends in your life that can tell you, 
hey, bro, uh, no, don't do that. Hey, bro, I love you. You're my friend. You're my dog. But uh, you, can't, you can't do that, right? You can't, uh, you're, you're, you're not thinking straight. Or, hey, buddy, you, you've got some, um, I don't know if you've ever had like lasagna or pasta and you got some pasta on your face or in your goatee. Um, you need a friend that's like there eating with you. It says, Hey dude, you got some, you got some pasta sauce right here on your face. And they like show you and you're like, Oh, thanks man. Cause I got like, you know, I didn't, I didn't see that. You know, I'm just so focused on how good the lasagna is. Uh, Carlos Trattoria shout out, but, but you need someone that's going to tell you don't, don't do that. Or we're like, watch out for that. And that's what this, this quick list here of don't buys, don't buy guys that you have to defend to someone else. Like, Hey man, um, I know nobody likes him and he never plays at all. And, and uh, he's just, you know, he's in his fifth year and he's not doing anything, but I'm just buying up Dante DiVincenzo's like they're candy. Or I'm, I'm buying up Markel Fultz's like he's the next big thing. You need a friend that's going to say no. Like, unless, you, unless it's for your personal collection, don't go buying Kobe Whites. Don't think you're smarter than everybody else on the planet and, and in the Chicago Bulls franchise and everybody else in the hobby. Like, that's, that's not a pathway towards um, profit. Okay, if you're the first one to discover a guy and nobody else is talking about him, then guess who's probably not right? I just, I care about you enough to say, bro, um, if you got to defend a player to a lot of people, that's different than if you're getting in a conversation with like, Shea Gilgis Alexander is a better buy than John Morant. Okay, like that's a different thing because both those cats are, are studs. I'm saying don't go buying, don't go... Investing in players, I'm going to go invest in Carl Malone's because I see there's going to be a resurgence and everybody's eventually going to watch the Utah Jazz documentary. No, they're not. No, uh-uh. Sorry, no, step off. Uh, don't. Here's another don't buy. Don't buy wax. Don't buy unopened. I know I know you want to buy that NBA hoops box in a few weeks. I know you want to buy the, the optic cellos that you see hanging over there at Target. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm saying if you want to, if you want to make money, if you want... If you want after those 30 seconds of just bliss of saying, look, I've got my optic blue velocity third year Grant Williams. Look at that. Oh, smell the brand new cards. Smell the rated rookie that I just pulled of Zaire Williams. It's base. It's a little off center, but smell that thing. What I'm saying is, guys, these cards, you don't have good odds of getting hits or getting great cards if you buy retail wax, especially. Don't do it. Resist the urge. Don't buy players you have to defend. Don't buy wax. Don't buy crappy cards. Don't be like, okay, I know it's a prestige paper card from five years ago, but it's the Joker. I'm like, no, sorry. Hey, I can't afford any real, like any, any of the popular Lamello rookies, so I'm going to buy Chronicles, Luminance, insert Lamellos. No. I mean, do it if you like Lamello. I've got, a, I've got 20 Tyrese Maxi rookies from all those different Chronicles cards. Not because I expect to make any money off them in the next 10 years, but because I collect, I collect Tyrese Maxi. Collect. Collect. I don't invest Tyrese Maxi. Hometown heroes. Look at that scope card. Oh, it's so shiny. Like, no, uh-uh. Don't buy crappy cards. Okay, if you expect to make money soon or at a time in the next couple of years, don't buy crap cards. Don't buy what you don't like. Don't buy what you don't like. Don't buy players you don't like. I don't, I don't go, you know what? It sucks because today I got to buy Clay Thompson and Draymond Green rookies. I got to go to a card show, try to find some Draymonds, try to find some Kyries, cover up the Nike logo on his little cards. Like, dude, I don't know if you saw the Instagram picture going around of Kyrie covering up his Nike logo on his shoes at a game last night and then putting like logo here. Dude, grow up. 
Seriously, grow up. I am not buying cards of players I don't like or buying cards uh, that I don't like the look of. Like, sorry, I'm just not buying your James Harden Tops paper rookie from 2008 where it's just James and a white T-shirt going, Urgh. like, if you see some of these cards from the, I don't buy cards you don't like, okay? Because you might be stuck with them for a while. Or if you don't like them, the probability is that other people don't like them either, you know? Um, so you're not the first one on the planet to say that card sucks. That card's ugly. Don't buy as if it's a race. It's not you against the world. Like, I got to get this card. I got to buy up all the Laurie Markinens before somebody else hits up eBay and buys them at a deal. Like, I got to do, I got to, I got to win this auction. I got to get, all right. If you do, just know it's not going to be profitable. Just know that's an impulse buy and uh, chalk that up to learning. I'm just trying to be your friend and say, bro, nobody gets an award. Nobody gets a sticker from PSA that says, this was the first card graded. Of all the Trey Man Optic Blue Velocities numbered to 99. This was the, you won the race, fella. No, you know, you don't get that. You don't get a little gold medal around you saying, I ran the, the 12K, you know. It's not a race. Another don't. Don't buy often injured dudes. I think I said that earlier. You buy an often injured dude, you, it's like buying an often injured card. An often dropping card. Up and down, up and down. Kawhi Leonard's market got beat up. Slab Stocks did an episode about it. Thanks for the update. Like, we know, <laughs> right? I'm not buying Anthony Davis cards. Why? Not because I don't think Anthony Davis or Kawhi could turn things around and might buy while they're injured. It might be cheaper. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's just too risky. It's too risky. There's no guarantee that guy's ever going to be 100% again. AD is a perfect illustration for me. 55 points one night, put him in the MVP conversation. Two nights later, walking off the court with flu-like symptoms, and nobody's surprised. None. I'm just saying if there, there are other options out there, people, there are other players that, uh, and they, it's funny, they get, they get called like warriors. This guy's tough. This guy's consistent. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Luka Doncic doesn't walk off the court with flu-like symptoms. Jason Tatum is never injured. What's up with that? Now he'll probably get he'll probably break his leg tonight after I said that. But like there are certain players that they they just stay they take care of their bodies, they stay healthy, they play when they're hurt. They're durable and tough. They don't have chronic foot injuries. I remember the Cavs when they had Zadrunas Sogoskis. It was like this guy could be really good except he plays 8 games a year. Like <laughs> with his with his uh foot stuff. Or Peja Stojakovic would always have plantar fasciitis. I'm like, crap, I don't even know how to say fasciitis. I just know it sucks. I don't, I don't invest in often injured players. If Darius Garland gets hurt again this year, a couple times, I'm going to start to go, oh, crap, did I get into the wrong guy? That's why we diversify and collect more than one player as well. But don't buy often injured dudes. Another one, I think I, I, think I uh, this goes back to buying guys you have to defend to somebody else. Don't buy players that suck. Do not buy players who suck. Don't buy the guys who are like, the seventh, eighth, or ninth man on their team's roster, and they're always going to be. Again, unless it's for fun and you just like collecting Matthew Della Vadova cards, or you're a Cavaliers fan like me and you just like having that Larry Nance Jr., you know, one of one, like, fine. The Tristan Thompson White Tiger prism, like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Put that in your hobby collection. But if you are thinking about investing, this is, this is so memorable. Don't buy guys that suck. Just, just don't. Dealers will try to sell you guys that suck. You might listen to a podcast that's like, hey, everybody, in the last seven days, the fastest rising card in the entire hobby 
is Malik Beasley. And look at the look at the charts. Look at Malik Beasley. Look at what he's done. Wow, wow, wow. I'm like, okay, yeah, that happens. And Malik Beasley's actually talented. But like, no, uh-uh. There are too many other options. Like, why not focus on the, the top 100 players on the planet or the top 20 or the top five? Like, that's a whole strategy altogether. Don't buy players that suck because then guess what? Your cards, your investments, it would not be a surprise to anybody if they suck. So, and the last thing I'll say, don't buy with money that you need. Like, do not spend your kids' lunch money on the next, you know, Devin Vassell auto from Contenders Optic. Like, no, don't do that. Because then you might find yourself in a position where, like, a week later, your kids do have to eat lunch at school, and you're like, crap, I got to sell my Devin Vassell. Anybody want to take, I, I just must sell quickly. Grab, grab the WhatNot app and just dump it. And you just lost 30%, 40%, Because why? You spent money that you needed for something else. Don't do it. I'm just, as your friend, don't do it. Don't say, hey, look, oh, that Ja Morant Silver Prism PSA 10, it's cheaper than it's been in three years. And then you go spend like 1200 bucks on a card. And then six weeks later, you're like, crap, I need a thousand bucks because, you know, my car just got, I just hit a deer or a deer hit you. Sometimes I don't know how it really works over there with in Deerville, but they know what, they know exactly when to run out and hit my, hit my Hyundai Santa Fe. They did that. So uh, if I'm a little upset at the Milwaukee Bucks lately, that's why, but don't buy with money you need. All right. That's just, that's just basic personal finance. I'm being your friend here. These are not like buying CDs or mutual funds. And even those, man, there's, there's a time to not buy any of that stuff and say, cash is king. I need some on hand. I'm going to resist the urge to say, yeah, but my buddy's giving me a deal on a hobby box. I'm like, yeah, okay, but your buddy doesn't have to put food in your kids' mouths or gas in your Hyundai like, or your Honda or, or whatever it is. Like, He doesn't have to buy your gas. You do. He doesn't have to take your girl out on a date or get to. You do. So don't, don't seriously, don't buy with money you need. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that I have to tell you this, but it's because I'm your friend. And after the break, I'll give you a five good strategy. So it's not all don't, 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 don't. Like you don't want to be that guy that's like negative Norm, negative Jameer. Anyhow, let's get to the break. So five buys, five crazy good opportunities that I think these will work in any economy, but let's go with these five. Five strategies you can use plug and play today. I am doing these with, uh, at times, some good success and uh, at times some learnings along the way, some things I'm picking up. So, uh, so here's number one. Buy raw cards that you think would grade well. Buy raw rookie cards of players that are stars or rising stars today. So you can think as expensive as a Giannis Prism 
the base rookie that's raw. Uh, the challenge for you with these cards is going to be finding them. And you do need to look in person. You do need to look carefully at, and ask for extra photos if it's on eBay or if it's online in any way in a, in a group. And you need to ask some of the tough questions. Like uh, if the plan is I'm going to buy a $50 card, send it to PSA to have it graded for $15. Right now, that's, that's partially why I'd recommend this strategy because the grading prices are low, lower than ever. And, uh, and usually I would say, man, I'd go like this. I'd be like, man, or woman. I'd be like, woman, uh, lady, person, humanoid. I would be like, look, um, what's your cheese? I would say <laughs> um, the, the cost of a, a PSA membership used to be a lot higher. Now it's like, I think it's $99 a year. And uh, that's a good deal. You're getting a lot for it, especially if you take advantage of these bulk or these value uh, buying and grading opportunities. Now for members, they have a $15 per card. Uh, the limit, you know, the, the minimum is only 10 cards to send in this. So 150 bucks, I can get 10 cards graded, cards that I'm buying for between 15 and $50. And if they PSA 9, I anticipate those cards being worth $100. If they PSA 10, I anticipate those cards being worth $175 each or more. And so I would buy raw cards that are centered, cards that look awesome. Listen to our podcast on a regular basis. You'll get an idea of who those players could be. Even some of the cheaper rookie cards of superstar players. So... If you're able to get your hands on a Donovan Mitchell optic rookie that looks centered and clean, um, that's a possibility for you to grade. If I always, I always want to say, does this have a chance out of 10? Have I let other people look at this? So this takes some strategery. You've got to look carefully at the cards. But buying raw and grading right now, and I would say usually, is a chance if you get a 10 that you could make a chunk of money, a high percentage. If you get a nine, this is where I would do the research and say, well, what's a PSA nine selling for right now? And I'm, am I still making some money or at least breaking even on buying the card and having that graded? I usually will focus on buying guys that, hey, if it comes back as a nine, I'm still glad I've got that Tyrese Maxey as a nine. I'm still glad I've got that LeBron James or Darius Garland or Desmond Bain, Anthony Simons, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. I'm naming NFL players. Buy raw and grade. Number two strategy, make low offers on liquid cards of stars. Low offers. First, I would go into my eBay account and save search for, I'll give you an example of one that I've been doing for a while lately is uh, save a search for John Morant, Prism Rookie, PSA 10. You know, uh, that's that's a prism, card number 249. I will see what the range is. I'll use market movers to go in and see how, how frequently is this card selling. You know, if it's a card that's only being bought and sold once a week or once a month, then disregard this comment altogether. I'm looking for cards that are very popular, frequently traded cards. So that is where you go towards the bigger names. So John Morant, Anthony Edwards, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, uh, Giannis, maybe LeBron, Jason Tatum, no. Like there are guys that are, there are guys that are very popular. Buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell. And what you find on eBay and on sales history, MarketMovers.com or SportsCardInvestor.com can help you with that resource that you can check the range of what has this card been selling for over the last 14 days, 
and uh, how often is it selling? You want a card that's selling very frequently, and you can do a comparison. This is what I do. I'll compare cards. I'll get the PSA 10 Prism Base cards or PSA 10 Prism Silver cards of six to eight players that I think are popular, and I learn about them. I learn about the range, and say say a card like a, uh, let's just take that John ja Morant card, for instance, okay? For instance, for example, say that card is over the course of two weeks, there are 50 sales on eBay, and the sales range from between $140 plus shipping and $190 plus shipping. Well, guess what? John Morant's still good. John Morant's still awesome. People have been buying and selling John Morant even while he's hurt. And, uh, you know, maybe some of you are doing this. Maybe you've bought in the 140, 150 range, which, hey, according to comps, that's, that's, that's in the range. But then you sell them in person at a show or to a Facebook group or just relist them on eBay for 180 and boom. Yes, I know you're going to lose some on eBay fees. So be careful about eBay fees and shipping. What I'm telling you, though, is sometimes the range is large enough that it's worth it to buy low and sell high within a, within the course of a week, within the course of two weeks. It's better if you don't have to wait for it to be shipped to you. It's better if you can, you know, I've seen people do that at a card show right there within an hour. They know another guy across the room is after Anthony Edwards' rookie silver card, so they buy one, they get a good deal, it's, it's a negotiated deal, and they walk across the room and sell it at a 20% profit while still being within comps. That's the thing. The comps are a range, people. They're not a point. So you can make low offers on liquid cards. I go into my eBay and, and add a bunch of those to my watch list. Sometimes the seller comes down to where I'm like, I got, okay, even if I don't want this card, I could buy it right now for $5 and sell it for $15. Okay. Now you got to be careful because buying and selling in that range, you're not going to make much money. But as the cards get more valuable, if you're looking at a LeBron James rookie, a card that you could buy if the range is between three and four hundred and fifty dollars, if you could buy closer to three hundred and sell for four twenty-five, that guys, that's a thing that's happening. So that's strategy number two: make low offers on liquid cards of stars. Number three, five buy strategy to get you some deals that you can make money on is hit up the dollar box, the two dollar box. This weekend at a card show or at a shop or on WhatsApp, whatnot. I get the WhatsApp and whatnot mixed up on the whatnot app uh, or on Starstock or on ComC. Go in and buy cards of sometimes these are cheaper rookie cards of players sometimes they're guys that that they still haven't taken out of the dollar box you can find some established stars that their values are going up they're like Jalen Brunson they're like Keldon Johnson they're like Anthony Simons sometimes they're like still Desmond Bain or Jeremy Grant I'm talking about guys that are on pace to be all-stars this year or lesser quality like lower quality not the crap cards but uh more populated, cheaper versions of Anthony Edwards, John Morant, Zion Williamson, uh, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. You can still find in the dollar box cards that you can flip. You can find cards in the dollar that you could flip for 10. I would canvas. I'd go over the whole card show and find out which guys are putting the, the treats in their dollar boxes. And I would sit there and go through them and pull out the fire. You can get Tyrese Halliburton prison base rookies for a dollar. Do it all day long sell them for 10 grade them re, you know i'm just saying they may not sell instantly but those those will sell for more than a buck i guarantee you although i can't guarantee anything number four here's another thing that i think fits in with uh two on low offers and liquid cards if, if you're interested in making money and want a better shot at making money in the short term 
then you need to know when people impulse buy, what are they looking for? When someone has a big game and, and, and 20 people go on eBay and they're trying to buy a Jason Tatum card because he just had 60 or Anthony Davis just had 55. Well, here's the deal. The, the things that keep their value and that people go after when there's an impulse buy are the PSA 10s. That's the best card, the best version of that card. And so if you want the best version of a liquid card, yet lately even the PSA 10s of Optic rated rookies or PSA 10 of Donruss rated rookies of these guys are well worth your time. And uh, those, those are cards that you can buy up, I mean, cheaply now. A PSA 10 card, I just got an offer on eBay. Some guy is like, he's listed several PSA 10 optic rated rookies, 2016 of Pascal Siakam. He's listed them for $32. He sent me an offer. If I want to buy one, I can buy one for 28. I bet he'd take 25 if I countered. And I bet in two weeks when Pascal Siakam keeps doing things like he did last night, like a pretty much a triple double. Uh, that's a card that by the all-star break, I could make, I'm going to go crazy here and say I could double my money. You could double your money on a Pascal Siakam PSA 10, not just because it's Pascal Siakam, not just because it's a liquid rapidly selling uh, and buying optic card, not just because it's a 2016, the first year of optic, but because it's a PSA 10, that there are people with higher budgets that they're like, you know, I don't want to play around with nines and eights and raws on eBay. Like a PSA 10 sells anywhere. Even better, I've found, is, is the trade value of PSA 10s. If you're looking to trade and get something else that you actually want, uh, the value of a PSA 10 card in your hand, maybe you paid 20, it might have a trade value of 50 or 60. So PSA 10s, rock. Number five in five buys, ideas, strategies, and ways to do. I've said buy raw and grade, just 15 bucks of PSA to grade if you're a member. Make low offers on liquid cards and sell within that range if it's higher. Three hit up the dollar box, four buy PSA 10s, and five buy in bulk. Bundle, bundle, bundle. You're, you're, you're at, uh, you're conversating, you're talking with somebody online, they've got a card you want, and you can say, well, what else do you have? What other Jaws? What other Zions? What other LeBrons? What other Kobe's? What other boxes do you have? Right? Uh, you're, you're buying from a dealer. You're buying from a, a guy at a, at a card show, a, we, a weekend warrior, and you already really like the card he's put in front of you, and you're like, I know I'm getting the Tatum, but what else can I get? Because, and they will even say this to you, the more, the more cards you buy, the better deal I'm going to give you. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know about you, but I like better deals, especially in a tough economy. And when the card market's down a little bit, I want a better deal. So instead of buying like one card for 30 bucks, I'd rather buy five cards for a total of 50 bucks and get like 80 to $100 actual worth in resale. Uh, so you might, you might be uh, negotiating with someone Look around, what else do you want? What else could you get them to throw in? Heck, I'm, I'm not too um, proud to tell you that there are times when I'm buying a $50 card from a guy, a dealer, and maybe I've negotiated him down to 40 or 35, which is already awesome, right? But then I'm also looking at his table and I'm saying like, okay, what, what four $2 cards can I get my man to throw in? And I'm always looking for a $2 card that somebody else thinks is eight bucks. Oh, he thinks the he thinks the Simon's uh, Prism rookie is two dollars. I got a hundred people in Portland who will pay ten for that. Like, look at the rest of their cards, buy in bulk, bundle a deal. Right? They will tell you that that's what they want to do. Cash is king. So buy cards that you know are worth more than what they're willing to you know more than what they're willing to give them to you for. And then you list them, or then you package them in another resale deal. So your five buys ideas. It doesn't have to be all downer 
negative Jameer, Nelson, negative Nelly, like whatever. Like uh, enjoy cards, buy cards you're willing to keep long term, right? Buy players you like. There, there's too many options out there. But you can be strategic even in this season. Guys, I just gave you five buying strategies. At uh, times I need the help of market movers. So I use the hoops and cards promo code at marketmoversapp.com or at sportscardinvestor.com to get a $1 for the first month of any level of their service. I love market movers. I'm using it. It's helping me compare cards and find out which cards might be worth grading right now, right? Which cards have the, the widest gap between a raw and a PSA 9 in, in resale value, recent sales that are happening a lot. Not that once a month somebody's buying a Jaron Jackson Silver Prism PSA 10. Like, great. I don't care. I mean, I like Jaron Jackson. I have one of those cards, but I wouldn't say that's a, that's a, an investment you can say right now, buy, sell in three months and make money. I'm not, I'm not saying there are any cards like that right now. What I'm saying is there are five strategies that, uh, that work <laughs> and that lend themselves to that in any type of market. So learn how to negotiate, learn how to do some of that research. That's, what, that's why we have this podcast, to help all of us learn together. I learn from you. Love to hear the things you're learning. Maybe you've got another strategy. You're like, I'm surprised you didn't mention this one. You know, crack and, re crack and regrade, you know? Like, um, I want to hear your strategies. So message me and say, hey, here's something that worked for me. Um, whatever it is that you do, you know, do whatever it is you do. You do you. You do you. Don't do me. Do you. Do it. Go. Go. Have an awesome week. My name is Gary at Hoops and Cards. Let me know your success stories or your frustrations or your questions or write me and say, hey, I'm listening from Ottawa, Canada, like wherever it is you're at. Love to hear from you. Guys, this has been Hoops and Cards, part of the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. We will uh, see you on the flip side. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?